Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Uh, thank you for joining me today. I apologize for the sound yesterday. I won't have pots and pans clanging in the background today. I didn't realize how loud that would be. I guess these AirPods really pick everything up in terms of ambient noise. Um, but, uh, you know, I just want to dive right into it today. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about is... And I've talked about mental toughness um, a couple times before, but I want to talk about some ways to specifically build uh, mental toughness. And some of these might be more abstract and some of these might be much easier uh, concepts for you to grasp. Um, But I do want to run through just a couple bullet points um, because I think mental toughness is something that is lacking today. Um, Give me one second. I had a note that I wanted to write down. I often have things that just pop into my head. Um, so I think mental toughness is something that's really lacking uh, today in our in our society, and it's very clear to see um, that many people crumble um, very very easily um, in the face of adversity um, or setbacks or you know emotional pain, and uh, and I think that um, at the end of the day, if you want to be great, um, whether it's great in business, whether it's great in life in general, whether it's great as a father or a husband or a mother or a wife or son or a daughter, really in every single area of life, it requires a certain degree of mental toughness. That's if you truly want to be great. I think you could be average, you know, with little to no mental toughness. But I think if you want to be great, if you want to accomplish anything, uh, you really need to hone in on developing and curating mental toughness in your life. You know, because it just the more stories that I read and the more that I go through shit in my life, the more that I realize that everybody that's ever done anything great um, goes through a massive amount of adversity and obstacles. It's just it's so funny. All these stories I read just day after day after day of successful people, it's just setback after failure after setback after failure. Then there's a death, then there's illness, then there's sickness, then there's another setback, and then there's failure, and then boom, here comes this massive breakthrough, right? So... In terms of mental toughness, I think the first way that you can curate mental toughness in your life is through exercise. And when I say exercise, I mean like um, there's there's a concept in weightlifting. And again, I'm, I'm not really too keen on the scientific meaning of things. I just go in and I lift weights. But uh, I believe it's called progressive overload, which means that you increase the weight over time. In other words, you intentionally make things more difficult for yourself. And thus, by making things more difficult for yourself, you're able to facilitate faster progress, right? You know, it's kind of the idea that you see people that are in the gym. And I was talking about this the other day. There are people that go to the gym nearly every single day or at least five days a week over the course of a couple of years. And they really make no progress. They look exactly the same. And maybe maintaining is a goal for some, but I I don't know. I just, I, I guess I couldn't relate to that. I would want to get better, you know, but you see that these people just show up and that's a great part of, you know, that's, that's a great step in the right direction. But if the end game is just showing up, you're never going to make real progress. So, um, there's this concept called progressive overload. Like I said, it's over time you make things, you add more weight, thus making things more difficult for yourself. So I think that when you work out properly, um, and this is a great thing, martial arts is a great way to force this on yourself, whether it's boxing, jujitsu, whatever it may be, wrestling. I think that forces you um, because you are fighting against another human being. You have to get better over time or you're going to consistently get your ass beat, and that's not fun. I think that you know the martial arts and lifting weights and you know any kind of really hard exercise is a really good way to start to build mental toughness. 
because it teaches you that when you face obstacles and pain to keep going through and there's a reward on the other side, that reward being you finish the workout, you increase your weights, you start to look better. Um, you start to feel better. You know, you get that dopamine dump or whatever chemical it is that's dumped when you work out. You know, you start to set up this reward process in your brain where your brain, and I talked about this yesterday, starts to recognize that, okay, if I get to the other side of this obstacle, this trial, this tribulation, this pain physically, I'm going to get a reward for this. You know, if you can learn to rewire your brain, and ultimately that's the point of this discussion, if you can learn to rewire your brain to see obstacles and adversity as opportunities for a reward, you know, imagine the mental trickery that you're able to do and the progress that you're going to make in every single area of your life. Like, really think about that. If you're able to rewire and hardwire your brain into thinking that there's going to be a massive reward at the, uh, at the other side of every obstacle and every single bit of pain that you feel, you know, how would you approach abs- obstacles and challenges? And better yet, how would you respond when things don't go your way? I think this is a critical point. So I think number one is, you know, any kind of physical exercise that's going to cause you to really push yourself through pain. I think the second way that we build mental toughness is it's almost like a self-fulfilling. It's hard to describe, but it's, it's a way to build mental toughness within scenarios that build mental toughness. And what I mean by that is dealing with adversity and setback well. I think that when you, and I know that the point of this is to help you deal with adversity and setback well, but every time you do deal with adversity and setback well, setbacks well, you begin to build your mental toughness muscle. So the more challenges that you face, um, whether they're in business or life or anything, um, that you come out the other side of having dealt with well, you start to gain big time mental victories for yourself. You know, and that really starts to expedite the mental toughness, the building of the mental toughness muscle, because you prove to yourself that you're able to go through this seemingly insurmountable obstacle and come out the other side a better person. Right? Does that make sense? Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you right now? Is that every time you go through, it's almost like the exercise. It's, it's, it is, you didn't think you were going to get that last two reps up, those last two reps, you did get those last two reps up, boom. You know, you feel great. You've never gone 10 at that weight before 10 reps and you hit it. You're excited. You know that you can do it. And now you're looking to 12 to 13 reps or you're looking to increase the weight, right? Well, here, when you go through things in your life that challenge you, okay, and you come through and you get through it and you go out to the other side, having dealt with it well, you prove to yourself, man, I can do this. Look at what I've handled so far. And thus, The next time an obstacle, a challenge, an adversity comes along, no matter how great it may be, you've got all of these victories throughout your life to lean on, and and they're going to give you confidence in dealing with this new obstacle or new challenge. So number two is, uh, is I think, dealing with things the right way and dealing with things well. Uh, Build your mental toughness. And then I guess the last point for today is maybe second to last. It's the second or the last one might be another podcast, but... I guess the last point for today is, you know, read and study winners, read and study people that, um, you know, are doing great things. You know, I'm reading this book mastery right now by Robert Greene, the same guy that wrote the 48 laws of power. And, you know, he just gives example after example, after example of people that have gone through trials and tribulations and hardship and loss. And, you know, I'm reading about, uh, is it Mozart right now? Uh, Yeah. I'm reading a book on Mozart right now. (laughs) 
And just the struggles that he went through in his early life from his father taking advantage of him and being an alcoholic and, you know, his mom, uh, rumors that she had died, but she was really there and she wasn't taking good care of him. She was an alcoholic too. And he like lost five or six brothers and sisters to stillbirths and miscarriages and deaths at early age. And, you know, he grew up not really in a great financial situation. And like I said, his dad was kind of manipulative, like dude, the, you know, and you just read story after story after story of just people and Tchaikovsky is another one, you know, that I'm reading about right now. Um, so another brilliant composer, just absolutely brilliant, that just grew up in foster care from what I've read so far and struggled with his sexuality and just had all these issues. And, you know, you read about all these great people. You know, I was reading about Darwin, Charles Darwin, the other day and how he was rejected by his father. He didn't do well at school. and He went on this voyage, his first voyage, and he was seasick and he was about to give up. And he, you know, it's just crazy, man. Story after story after story, the guy that founded electromagnetism, um, or rather further the study on it, um, with semiconductors and things like that. It's just, it's just so many stories, man. And and you go through all of these stories and it's like just pain and disappointment and pain and disappointment and death and seemingly near destruction, the events that bring you very close to total destruction and despair. And they always get through to the other side and there's a massive breakthrough. So I think studying people like this is going to make you mentally tougher because it's going to let you know it's going to encourage you that other people have either been through something similar or far worse than you and they didn't die in fact they succeeded so number one would be exercise and physical just you know anything that's going to challenge you physically number two would be dealing with adversity well thus accumulating victories for yourself mentally and number three, read about people that have done great things because it doesn't matter. I don't even need to see. I don't even need to say read about people that have gone through adversity because it, that's that's surmised and read about people that have done great things because I've never read about somebody that's accomplished something great that hasn't been through massive obstacles. And I guess the last point, and I will talk about this today. And this might be one of the more I don't know what the word for it, maybe esoteric discussions of our podcast today. But what I've noticed is that the stronger your ties to the world are, the harsher the death within it becomes. And, you know, this could be a physical death or it could be a metaphysical death, right? Or it could be, you know, rather a, a, a metaphorical, I should say, death in terms of, you know, well, I guess what I mean by this, because this is, again, this is a brand new thought in my head that the, the, the stronger your ties in love and affection for the world are, the more difficult and harsher the deaths and pain and destruction within it are. So what I mean by this is that you need to have um, a strong two things. Number one, I think you need to have a very, very, and this is paramount, a strong relationship with God. You know, I look at my life recently and I, you know, I've lost, uh, I mean, a lot of things recently. And, uh, but it's funny, I'm not discouraged. You know, I think about Job, you know, and the, the other day when my wife and I got the news and, you know, I just, you know, one of the harder things for me is obviously losing a child, you know, that we were so excited for, man, that's. That's just a, it's a, it's a pain that's really difficult to, um, 
it's really difficult to articulate. But, you know, what compounds that pain is just seeing the effect it has on her, you know. And uh, it's, it's my default reaction has always been rage, is that anytime I've been backed into a corner or I've been hurt, you know, I found that uh, rage is a great default reaction for me because, number one, I can scare people away, you know, and number two, uh, it's like a protective shield emotionally that if I feel so much anger, I can't feel pain, right? Well, I haven't had that reaction this time. And, you know, I think about Job where, you know, he had everything taken from him. You know, his children, his born children, his his livestock, his home, everything, his wife, everything, his wife, everything was taken from him. And one of his buddies said, curse God and die. And he refused. And God restored to him what he had before tenfold. You know, and I just think of Job and I think of his relationship with God and that his ties weren't to things worldly, but rather his the reason why he was able to endure the loss of everything in his life and sores that broke out all over his body and fists. So he, this guy was dealing with mental pain, emotional pain, and physical just anguish, right? He had sores from the tip of his head to the toes of his feet um, that the devil you know, cursed him with. And read the story of Job in the Bible. It's a whole book in the New Testament. It's fascinating when it comes to dealing with adversity and trials. And what we see here is that Job did not put his faith in what was happening in the world or, you know, in, in a temporal sense around him, right? That he wasn't worried about the things that were happening to him physically. He was more concerned with the things spiritual and above. And that, you know, even when his friend said, you must have done something wrong, curse God and die, Job refused. You know, so I think about that and I think about the strength of the relationship that you need to have with our father spiritually. Then the stronger that relationship is, the least likely you are to be affected by things that happen in the world. I'm not saying that they're not going to affect you, and I'm not saying I'm not I'm not diminishing the effect of sadness and despair and death and sickness in this world, but you are able to deal with it more effectively if you have a strong personal relationship with God. You know, so I think that you need to have a very strong relationship with God, somebody that you can put your entire trust and love and faith into and understand that things are going to work out. And even if they don't, there's a reason for it. You know, that's what I just keep going back to is there's a reason for this. It's part of his plan and that God has a plan for each and every one of us. He knew and predestined us before, you know, he even formed the earth, you know. So at the end of the day, I know there's a reason for everything that's happening. And I fully believe that every single setback, every single bad thing that happens, there's something better in store. There has to be. You know, so that's that's the first part of that. And then the second part of this is that you need to, if your goals are tied to things that are physical and tangible, when they're taken from you, your entire identity and your world will collapse. So in other words, if everything to you is your cars and your watches and your house and those things are taken from you, you're left with no identity. Your identity must be wrapped up in something much bigger than yourself and much bigger than the things that you can touch and see. Your identity has to be a concept. And I think I might make another, I will make another podcast out of this actually, but, um, and talk about this in greater detail. But I believe that your identity and your self-worth has to be wrapped up or tied to something that is much bigger and much more complicated and much 
more impactful than anything that you can see physically. You know, like fatherhood or, you know, being a husband. It's not something you, re- you can really see or touch. You can see the effects. You can see the actions. But the idea of it itself is not really a concept that we can, you know, touch physically, right? I think, you know, for me, vision, impact, and freedom are so important for me, you know, especially impact, having an impact on other people's lives. That's, you know, you might be able to measure the results from actions and see the actions, but you can't really quantify impact in and of itself, right? So I believe that we all have to have, what's going to make you mentally tough is when you have, number one, a relationship with God, but number two, a strong calling on your life that is not tied to something in the physical world. I believe that these things help you get through adversities and setbacks better than anything else. So I guess that's our episode today. Those last two points I'm going to touch on in much greater detail in another episode. In fact, I I really feel called to talk about that in greater detail separately. So I'm going to end this here. I love you guys. Bye-bye.